Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. another Brook Review podcast. Joining me once again today is Vince Gravato. Vince, how's it going? I'm doing great, Craig. How are you doing? And, uh, and hey to, to Scotty and Chad, if they're on as well, are they on? Um, yeah, I'm not, not sure that they'll be joining us today, but um, yeah, for our listeners out there though, we've got our annual first round mock draft as the MLB draft is doing something different this year and being held during the all-star break. In fact, the first round will be held uh, Sunday night, right after the futures game. It's kind of interesting. And then uh, rounds two through 10, I believe are on Monday and then 11 through 20 on Tuesday. So, I mean, the whole draft should be complete before the all-star game actually starts on Tuesday night. It should be interesting and pretty kick butt couple of days uh, of all period yeah. all day long. So I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, Craig, I, I was going to ask you to stop you right there and say, do you like the, uh, the draft kind of being moved? And, you know, I, I think that what MLB is trying to do is, is kind of make the draft a bit more of an event or a spectacle, kind of like, you know, a lot of fans get excited about the NFL draft and there's draft day parties and the NBA draft has, has some hype to it as well. And um, baseball kind of seems to be forgotten about uh, on uh, during the draft, unless you're a real diehard like we are, but um you know, it's partially because there's so many guys that are drafted. There's so many rounds and, and guys aren't going to play for that big league team that drafts them for, you know, generally two, three, four years, you know, if, if ever, um, you're not jumping right into a, a major league situation in baseball, but um, do you like the idea and, and you kind of understand what MLB is trying to do with that? Uh, okay. The answer question. No, I don't like it being moved from June to July, beginning of June to July, just because, um, but I understand that they're really doing it this year and using COVID as a kind of excuse to try it out, I think. Um, and that's fine. Um, obviously, uh, but obviously last year, a lot of these players did not get a chance to play college or, or high school ball at all. And therefore, uh, the scouts need a little bit more time to see them this year playing, um, Obviously, so that's one of the main reasons, I guess. But uh, honestly, in, in a normal year, this is kind of late in the year for the draft to be held. I mean, it's possible they can pull it off, but then I really think that there's too much time um, and little time for these players to get into the system and play some ball before the end of the season, so to speak. So my yeah. guess, it'll, it'll get moved back to June next year, but who knows if this is some type of a, a success. Um, they could keep it this route, but my preference is uh, for it to go back to, to June. Obviously, I'd like as much well, draft as possible, but uh, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. no, well, well, correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, but, you know, because uh, I know you and Scotty are the draft experts, but when it happened in previous years, was it actually occurring before the end of the College World Series? Then it must have been. Yeah, or almost daring, but yeah, sometimes daring, but yeah, sometimes before the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I you know I watched I watched a, a good chunk of the College World Series this year, and it's not something that I had really sat down to watch in a lot of other years. Um, but I did this year now that I had moved to Texas because there's so many good baseball teams in Texas, and and uh, obviously the the Texas Longhorns had advanced you know quite far in the tournament, and it was a lot of fun. I had a great time doing it. So uh, you know I, I tend to focus mostly on on Major League Baseball and then the Brewers affiliates, the minors, but. Um, 
this was a lot of fun. I hope I wish that there was a baseball team at the University of Wisconsin. Our I know our uh, our alma mater, Craig. I, it still is hard to believe that. Uh, there's no college baseball program at a Big Ten university, but um, was really excited to to be around a school uh, in Texas that you know had such success this year. And uh, we live right down the road from Rice University, who's got a really good baseball team, and um, UT is obviously really good, and and SMU is good, and A&M is good. So it's kind of cool being in an area that has a lot of good college baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's actually our. I agree with you, Ben. So hopefully, with Barry Alvarez now gone, um, hopefully. Ben. Baseball comes back to the University of Wisconsin or alma mater. That'd be awesome. But um, with that being said, this draft, uh, a lot of, I got a lot of, from our minor league draft F, uh, expert, uh, Brandon, my brother, helped me out with this mock draft. And uh, as you see, as a little preview, the, he has a brewer. Both of us agree that the Brewers may be targeting someone from your neck of the woods from the University of Texas, but uh, that'll be a little sneak preview, but let's let's get right into like the mock draft because we have a, a, also a big brewer trade to talk about here before this uh, this podcast. Yeah, so, it, I, I will just point out really quick that Brandon is a veteran of Brewer Review going back many years and uh, you can catch him on uh, Spring Break 06, uh, episode number 112 of the Brewer Review. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so real quick before I start the mock draft, uh, the Brewers picked 15th overall. Last year they picked 20th overall, and there was only five rounds of draft last year because of COVID. The Brewers picked position players in all five rounds, uh, highlighted by the first round, Garrett Mitchell, 20th overall, who kind of fell to him. He's been kicking Bud in the minor league so far. He got promoted up to uh, up to double A already, and uh, he's an exciting prospect, definitely, and probably the, the, our best prospect in our system. So hopefully they can land another really high-end guy like that that maybe falls to them. Um, so we'll see here. Um, I think um, basically this draft is not quite as top heavy as some years where you have those really awesome prospects at the top that are, you know, either generational talents or franchise type players. Obviously the, there will be some guys that emerge from this. Uh, my favorite two guys in the draft, I'll just point out, I'll probably go in the first top 10 picks is Jack Leiter, a right-handed pitcher from Vanderbilt and Brady House, a shortstop slash third baseman out of high school in Georgia. Those are my favorite two prospects. Neither of them have any chance getting the Brewers, unfortunately, but there are some other other ones, including the one that me and Brandon have targeted for the Brewers. I'm pretty excited about, but we'll see. Uh, so is, is, uh, is Leiter a relative of former Brewer Mark Leiter? Um, actually, I believe he's the son of Al Leiter. Oh, so he's his nephew of Mark, the former Brewer. Um, I will interrupt your uh, broadcast really quick to let our viewers hear that Jace Peterson just did a go-ahead home run against uh, Jacob DeGrom in the Mets. Two-to-one brew crew in the top of the fifth. Awesome. And for you loyal listeners, you were mentioning how unsung hero as he was last podcast. So awesome. Um, all right, so jumping right into the Pirates, our division rivals have the number one overall pick this year. And it sounds like they're going to be taking shortstop Marcelo Meyer from East Lake High School in California. Second overall is Rangers, um, down from Texas. Vince is neck of the woods now. And I have them taking Jack Leiter, right in pitcher from Vanderbilt. I think it's a possibility he can go first, but he's definitely going the first three picks. Uh, third overall, I've got the Tigers taking Khalil Watson, shortstop from Wake Forest High School in North Carolina. Fourth overall is the Boston Red Sox. Um, Henry Davis, a catcher out of Louisville, is one of the best college hitters this year. We, I have them taking him. Uh, fifth overall is Baltimore Orioles. Got them taking shortstop Jordan Lawler. Uh, from prep high school in Texas. Um, 
Jesuit Prep High School. I don't know where that is in relation to you, uh, Vincers, but um, six overall, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have taken Brady House, shortstop third baseman from Windsorboro High School in Georgia. Royals, seventh overall, Jackson Joe, right-handed pitcher from Heritage Hall High School in Oklahoma. And uh, eighth overall, Rockies, I've got taken Kumar Rocker, right-handed pitcher from Vanderbilt. He was once thought as a top pitcher in this class. He's fallen a little bit, but he's quite talent. Uh, ninth overall, I've got the Anaheim Angels taking Will Taylor, outfield from Dutch Fork High School in South Carolina. The Mets are 10th overall are targeting Colson Montgomery, third baseman from Southridge High School in Indiana. The Nationals, 11th overall, Andrew Painter, right-handed pitcher from Cavalry Christian Academy High School in Florida. Then we've got the Seattle Mariners, who are having a pretty decent season themselves. Uh, 12th overall pick, Matt McLean, uh, shortstop from UCLA. Phillies, 13th overall, I've got taken Sam Freelich, outfield from Boston College. Giants, um, picking right before us, I have them taking a possible Brewer target if it gets past them. That's a left-handed pitcher from Kansas State, that's Jordan Wicks. That brings us to 15th overall in the Brewers pick. There's a lot of guys still on the board that would be intriguing to the team. Obviously, we always usually lean, seem to lean under the current regime at least, uh, kind of toward bats outside of, I think we took Ethan Small in the first round a couple of years ago. We've normally grabbed a lot of bats in the last five, six years. Um, there's a guy I kind of like, Sam Houston State, uh, Kyle Adelfielder, Colton Kowser, uh, a great name too, uh, is someone that, uh, could be on their radar. Benny Montgomery, a high schooler from high school in Pennsylvania. Bubba Chandler, a shortstop and pitcher from County High School in Florida, also possibly. And there's a couple of catchers, Joe Mack and Harry Ford from the high school ranks too, I think they could be on the radar. And then we go over the pitching side of it. One guy that was in the top 10 for sure, but has uh, had to have Tommy John surgery and likely could fall to our pick would be Gunnar Hoglund, right-handed pitcher from Ole Miss. Then Will Bednar from Mississippi State, right-handed pitcher. Sam Bachman, right-handed pitcher from Miami of Ohio. High school right-hander from New Jersey. Uh, you know, we once picked a high school right-hander from New Jersey named Mark Rogers. It didn't pan out, but Chase Petty. Um, but I didn't know that they had, I didn't know that schools in New Jersey, sorry. Yeah, so what uh, the, the player that Brian and I have mocked to take, which means it's pretty much the death knell and won't be picked. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> high man and right-handed from University of Texas in Austin, high man and right-handed pitcher of their ace of the Longhorns um, is a very good chance. Yeah. I think that he could possibly go on the 10 to 15 range and could get sniped before our pick. But if he makes it to our pick, I don't see the Brewers passing on him. It'd be great if we could get him in our system. I really like him, Ty yep. man. And uh, I guess that's our pick and we'll probably be wrong, but hopefully I mentioned at least one of the guys that we're going to take or someone falls. We'll see. No, that's great. That's a great pick, Craig. I like it a lot. Um, I Again, because uh, my uh, alma mater, the University of Wisconsin, does not have a baseball team, I've officially adopted uh, the University of Texas uh, uh, in Austin, the Longhorns, as my college baseball team that I root for. Uh, so I got a chance to, to see a few of their games on TV this year. Uh, tickets in person were actually really hard to come by with COVID. They um, only sold season tickets, but not individual game tickets this year. So unfortunately, I have not been out yet to see a, an actual game in Austin, but um, followed the team a bit more closely than I had in any other year. It's a really impressive program. Uh, I think that there's more alumni from the University of Texas than any other program in the country in terms of MLB alumni. Um, so they know how to produce some some great talent. And uh, 
side note, kind of cool to see uh, Troy Tula Whiskey was a coach for them this year, an assistant coach. Oh, very cool. And if you remember correctly, he was, I think, picked, was it one pick before Braun back in the, the, the fame 2005 MLB draft? Yeah. And, and finished one spot behind him in the 2007 Rookie of the Year balloting. Yeah, interesting. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's exciting. Oh, I should also point out that the first run, night of the draft will have the first round, including the uh, competitive balance A round, which follows round one. And the Brewers actually have, uh, as a small market team, a pick in that round this year. So they actually pick not only 15th overall, like we just mocked, but also number 33 overall. So we should leave that Sunday with two players in our new two new players in our system. That'll be pretty exciting for sure. That's great. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I am excited that it went back from five to at least 20 rounds this year. Uh, you know, so that players you know can restock the farm, so to speak, and give a lot of players a chance to get drafted. Um, so exciting day for a lot of young baseball players throughout the country. I know a lot of them missed out on baseball last year. I've been looking forward to this for a while and it's well observed uh, once they get drafted. So, all right, uh, moving along here to our other topic and that's the Brewers uh, who of course, five minutes after we posted our last podcast, <laughs> according to our interns, uh, the Brewers made a big, big bold move and they made a trade for first baseman Rowdy Telez from the Toronto Blue Jays, and we had to give up, recently acquired, just in May, and then Willie demonstrated, we had to give up right-handed pitcher Trevor Richards, and also double-A uh, pitching prospect Bowden Francis as well. Um, so I, uh, what, I guess, what are your initial thoughts on uh, Salaz, who's a left-handed batter? He's 26 years yeah. old, hasn't had, uh, two years ago in 2019 with the Blue Jays, he had 21 homers, only had about 220-something with uh, not the greatest of on-base skills, but um, what are your overall thoughts on this acquisition? Well, um, a couple things. Number one, uh, I've learned to just trust David Stearns in the process. You know, I, I obviously don't think he's hit on every single uh, trade. And, and, you know, on the face of it, you see a guy who puts up, you know, some pretty meager numbers this year, and you're like, okay, I have no idea why the Brewers would be interested in this guy. But, um, you know, looking back, I, I can see what Stearns sees in his minor league numbers. He has had some success at the major league level. He does bring some needed power to the lineup. You know, so there, there are definitely some, some assets that he brings to the team. I think that, um, you know, again, though, I'm going to just say I have faith in Stearns to, you know, correctly identify talent and, and find guys that, um, that maybe are, are a little bit under the radar that he has managed to, to, to see something that a lot of other GMs maybe missed or, you know, find value in what we're giving up versus what we're getting. And, you know, the, the way that, um, you know, I think that Stearns, we, we touched on it on Sunday during our last episode, but when when Stearns is able to turn out, you know, this back end of the bullpen, it seems like we can always find a piece or two to trade and easily replace at the back end of the bullpen. And, you know, Trevor Richards had a, had a good but short run, about five weeks uh, of time in Milwaukee. And I think that he was very serviceable and, and had a couple big games, but I don't think that he's irreplaceable. I think that we're going to be able to find someone else in our minor league system that uh, can come in and replace him, or we'll get another deadline acquisition in the bullpen. Something will happen where uh, we don't really miss uh, too much production on that side. So essentially for JP Fireisen and Drew Rasmussen, the Brewers were able to acquire Willie Adamas uh, and, and now this trade uh, with Toronto. So I think that uh, you know overall, I'll, I'll, I'll just say <laughs> I'll wait and see, uh, but I think that you know, Sturgeon has certainly merited earning the benefit of the doubt 
uh, with the deal. And hey, if nothing else, Telez certainly fits in with a long line of, you know, Brewers first base types. Uh, you know, John Jaha, Bob Hamlin, Daniel Vogelbach uh, all come to mind immediately when when when, uh, when taking a look at this guy. So, uh, and then third point, literally, uh, yeah, he seems like he'd be someone who'd be a fan favorite because he looks like he just got pulled right out of the middle of the lineup of a beer league softball team. <laughs> well, that's very true, and and our friend uh, and colleague Scott, who I'm sure is on by now, he uh, he almost caught a, a home run ball from him not more than. Five weeks ago, we've been waiting to talk to our fans about our, our road trip and uh, just need Scott's, Scott's schedule to improve a little bit. And I know he's a busy man. Yeah, no, we got to talk to Scott about that. But yeah, we, we, in, in Florida, we saw the uh, Blue Jays' last game, home game there uh, at the spring training field. It was a regular season game, obviously. And uh, I know Vlad had a couple of big bombs that game. Um, but yeah. uh, Rudy Tyler has almost had a home run that Scott caught. He just missed it, unfortunately. Luckily, for the Brewers because it uh, made them expendable, the Blue Jays, by not hitting that home run. So, yeah, the Brewers gained. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, God I, doing great things for the team again. In, in a weird way, like, he kind of fits in a mold of just, like, this, uh, like you mentioned, the first baseman that we've been kind of targeting or churning out the last couple of years. He's almost like a kind of a mashup between Justin Smoke and uh, Dan Vogelback. So, if that doesn't get Brewers fans excited, uh, it's totally understandable. But anyway, uh, he's there, and I think he will only face right-handed pitchers and probably form a pretty traditional pr- platoon with Kasten Kira, uh, who has been struggling. And then, uh, you know, so there's at least some nice depth there in case of injury for either of those players. And again, um, yeah, so I think that's a pretty nice acquisition by the Brewers. And again, it just shows, like we, like we just mentioned, I, I like how the Brewers are continually trying to make their roster better throughout the throughout the year. They're not waiting until July 31st and doing it, but just throughout the entire uh, year up until the trade deadline, they've been trying to make improvements to the team. And, and like I said, a lot of faith in our, our upper management right now. And uh, the Brewers are sitting in first place and, uh, you know, getting big hits off. Well, yeah. The, off well, yeah. And, and, and this, this trade came right after Keston here has an over four day with, you know, three or four strikeouts and, you know, and, and that goes, you know, without saying how much he struggled offensively this year. So, you know, I think that that's exciting that the Brewers are willing to see a problem and address a problem right away instead of waiting until, oh, wow, we lost nine games because we don't have anybody to replace Hira at first base. So um, I, I like the proactiveness of this. And, you know, worst case, you know, Telez struggles and we find somebody else. I, I guess that's kind of how I look at it. We, we, we've shown the knack to be creative and addressing needs. Yeah, and it's one of those things where Dan Vogelback doesn't hurt his hamstring. So this trade probably doesn't happen. From the Blue Jays' perspective, uh, they just had George Spurn come off the DL, and of course with Vlad now cemented at first, uh, they really had no more played to Les anyway. So, so, and they could always use more arms. So I think it was a win-win for both teams in one of those trades. And really, you know, like I said, hopefully Rowdy gets hot here and, uh, you know, contributes this team as I think he'll, he'll add to the abundance of this team as, as we go forward. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to some great All-Star weekend. Uh, baseball stuff we got the draft we got futures game we got home run derby we got the all-star game as we pointed out so it should be pretty exciting uh probably probably hasn't been named yet but we're pretty confident there will probably be a replacement and so the fact that it's possible that the brewers are going to have three or four starters named all-star uh, i mean some four three or four pitchers including three potentially three starters the all-star game is pretty incredible uh and oh it's awesome so 
Um, it, 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 it's awesome. Our, uh, our anonymous source, Tom Carter, uh, has also talked about how Narvaez should be an all-star as well and, and thinks that that was kind of an overlooked uh, snub this year. Yeah, thanks, TC. And once again, um, we will promise not to say your, your full name and reveal your identity going forward. So, um, but yeah, we miss Scott. We miss Chad. Hopefully they can join, join in. It's very busy. They have very busy schedules and lives in the summertime, especially, especially now that festival seasons are back um, and all that stuff. So, you know, you never know what those guys, but uh, I, I appreciate your taking the time to, to chime in with us today, Vince, and um, our viewers definitely appreciate it. And Excited about the Brewers. Big, big series finishing up here against the Mets and a big one coming up this weekend yeah. against the Reds. So if you're listening to this yeah, podcast, let's... you're probably on the way to the stadium right now to check out the, <laughs> the Brewers yeah. at Fan Field against the Reds. That'd be great. So um, Yeah, 90s weekend uh, 90s weekend this weekend at the ballpark uh, in Milwaukee, Craig. Hopefully you're you're wearing some Zuba pants and uh, sporting a, a, a Greg Vaughn or John Jaha jersey or Kevin Seitz are on your way to the ballpark this weekend. And um, I just heard something that Dan Vogelbach himself will be serving beer along with Greg Vaughn at the concession stands at Miller Park on Sunday. So for those of you fans who are interested, uh, make sure to check that out. If I lived in Milwaukee, I'd be there in a second. That sounds awesome. So, um, you know, bring back that Motor Bame logo and, and hopefully the Brewers actually win on 90s weekend. I'm like what they did for most of the actual 90s, but uh, it should be a lot of fun this weekend at the ballpark. Awesome. I've been searching for a reason to dust off the old Spring Break 99 uh, shirt, so that's awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. And uh, last thing, is for those of you who do miss Scott, like we all do, uh, you can you can make sure to, to give us a follow. Brooker Review 1 is our Twitter handle. I'm sure that Scott is actively monitoring that. Or send him an email, Podcast with an S at gmail.com uh, for any other questions you'd like to send to our show. All right. Thanks, Vince. Stay classy, Wisconsin. Go Brewers. Hey, thanks, Craig. Go Brewers. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Scotty. Do, do, do.